0: Contact Centre Focus, the reality training podcast.
1: Bobby, come on, Bobby.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. No, no, I'm
1: not applauding you. I need you to hurry up. Can you, can you please, come on, come on. Yes. Come on. Two more of those, please. Two Two more. more. Come on, yes. Two more in the next 15. You can do it. That sounds to me as though you're trying to set some sort of level of speed. Well, yeah. I I mean, you know me, Bobby. I'm a pace setter manager. I like to walk around clapping my hands. I wasn't applauding that. I mean, it wasn't bad what you did, but I just need a couple more. Come on, team. Let's all keep moving at this imagined fake pace that I'm setting. You know, where are we going? If you were like that with me all the time,
0: I don't think we'd last, frankly.
1: Imagine that. Imagine a daily sort of pace setting manager that comes in yeah i mean the reason i did clap my hands is i have seen managers walking up and down clapping hands in contact centers yeah being pace setting managers so the pace setter manager building on our styles is this idea that everything if it's done quicker then it's better Mm. so pace setters Set the
0: pace and expect you to follow it. Mm. Now, let's move on to another type. And, and incidentally, by the way, this is Contact Center Focus. This is our second episode on leadership styles. We're talking about leadership. And the second type is transactional. Now, let's think about a transactional leader. And I'll demonstrate this to Jeremy now. Jeremy, I noticed that you hit your target yesterday. Yes. Excellent. Well done. Pat oh, on the back. Geez. That's oh, what I like to see. I'm very pleased that you've done that. Well done, keep up the good work.
1: Off I go, toddle next off, and I feel a little bit better.
0: next day, Jeremy, uh, there's half an yeah. hour to go, and you're uh, you're twenty five percent behind where we were yesterday. Uh, I really think you need to um to pull out the stops, and if I yeah. were you i'd I'd plan to stay a bit late to make sure that you hit, um, mm. so you'll be doing that this right. year.
1: right be yeah, sure yeah no, because yeah,
0: obviously you are a bit behind, and yeah, you wouldn't okay. want, you wouldn't want to go home not but hitting I- would you? I hope that you're not even thinking of trying to question. No, no,
1: no, no, absolutely. Um, I'm just going to text my wife that I won't be at the parents' evening, but that's fine. That's fine. That's that's (laughs) fine.
0: So a transactional leader rewards success and punishes success failure. Now some people will say isn't that a bit like an autocrat which we covered in the last one. Well an autocrat is dictatorial in that sense they you know they want this and want that. But I think the transactional leader is slightly more black and white. You know you will do this you and if you don't you will be punished or if you succeed well done. They wouldn't go overboard to um, praise you but they expect you to succeed.
1: Another easy way for listeners to do this you bobby and I have stood on touchlines for years. Yeah. Your son, an extremely good footballer, my son, and not a bad rugby player. And I've seen a lot of transactional leaders of, Boys and girls teams, actually my, my daughters were, come on, get in that hole, you shouldn't yeah, have get that. Yeah. Another one's going, good lad, good lad. Oh, the energy of these men shouting. A lot of transactional up and down the touchline. Get back, get back, don't do that, you should have. And then well done. And, oh, God.
0: Well, I, I saw was a great example of that the other day. I was in South London and my son was playing a game. And for the first 20 minutes, the opposition were all over my son's team, but they didn't score. And I went to get a coffee, and behind me there was a guy who was really vociferous, Dad, okay, commenting on every single kick of the ball and shouting at the ref. I mean, it just drives you mad. And I was just coming back with a coffee, and my son, against the run a play, got the ball and slotted a goal, okay? And it was a beautiful goal by any standard. And do you know what the guy up behind said? He went, "I didn't earn that.
1: He oh, didn't earn it. Didn't earn so the, that. Fact
0: that your, the fact that your fact that your team's defence was so poor that my son just got it in the score was irrelevant. It was just a lucky goal. It was so unsporting and so transactional, you know, and I just thought, well, actually, yeah. I, I was delighted that my son spotted the gap and, and knocked
1: it in. But there you go, you know. So Interesting, you know. interesting. I'd love to follow that person home and just see if that <laughs> earning earning thought, you know, is he out with his mates? Like, I guess you have a pint. Well, we've only been here a few minutes. We haven't earned them yet. Um, exactly exactly so that's transactional
0: so now let's move on to I think a much more positive sort of leadership style and this is coaching and this is something that you and I do a lot of so tell us a bit about that Jeremy how would you define a
1: coaching leader well right now right now all over the world people are approaching their managers saying hey I'm wondering what I should do about this situation with this particular customer I've just had him on the line and millions of managers are going right. What I need you to do is you need to ring them back and you need to give them five percent off, and that should do it. All right? Can I have a, can I have a special code? No, uh, no, that's not me. That's another company. Um, you know, stuff like that going on. <laughs> so what, inst- what instead you could do is, okay, what is it you think I can offer? As I haven't even spoken to them. Uh, uh, well, well, I'm not really sure. Uh, well, what is it that they've said to you that's, that's alarmed you? Well, they said this. Okay, what do you want to do about it? Do you know what? I'm sorry i bothered you. I know what to do about it. Oh, that was a quick coaching conversation. You're asking questions to get people to self-repair, self-fix. Again, it's back to self-belief, improve their self-belief.
0: So actually, what we're trying to do there is empower people so that they become better at what they do, better at making choices and decisions. Now, it's fair to say that some people do not want to be empowered. And I think that's a sad point, but it's important to recognize that some people want to work within the rules that they have been prescribed, and they will always refer to a manager, which actually means that they're quite transactional. Can I do this? Yes. Can I do this? No. Transactional. So if they're a transactional contact center operative, they will refer to their manager in that way. If that manager coaches that person 20 times, that person will still come back and say, is it okay if I do this? Because they might not have it within them to be empowered but others will love the fact they're being coached and will go right i now know that there's a number of things here i don't need to go and speak to my manager about and that's improving me improving my performance and that actually if i'm ambitious means that i've got a better chance of uh, promotion
1: Mm. so that the coaching manager the default of the coaching manager is not to immediately tell it's almost that simple it's to immediately ask and to ask an open question don't kill them with clothes like do you have you are you, will you, oh, that's not coaching, that's just doing a load of yes, no questions in a linear process, It's Correct. to ask them questions to try to discover the answer themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I was talking to a manager the other day, I had two of them on a call, one who is default coach, the other who is default tell, and the default tell thinks he can't get out of the rut now because mm-hmm. he says he, he's got in such a rut where to change to be a coach you think is too hard, and so the other person is advising and saying, well, in that case, you're going to do kind of a big announcement. You're going, to, you're going to present to them going, I'm changing. No, a lot of people get stuck in the rut and go, well, I've always done it. I'll just keep telling them. So three more managers. Yeah, anything else from you?
0: i was just going to say on the coaching side, if you're a good coach, what you can instill in your team is the ability for people to coach each other. Mm-hmm. So then you could have a nice atmosphere whereby... People pick up on other people's conversations and and the coaching conversation becomes a team-based activity. If you can do that, it's the holy grail because you're only ever going to improve everybody as you go. But it does take time to do that. Some people do not like coaching managers. They find the whole process a little bit patronizing and uh, you might get people who say, well, I've been doing this for years and I don't need to change. Mm -hmm. Anybody who wants to improve and do better and improve and be more successful, I think would respond positively to a coaching Manager and some companies we know want that culture.
1: Absolutely. And as we've said on the previous episode, a lot of this is learnt behavior. If you've had a highly transactional manager, you may think, oh, well, I'll I'll copy some of that stuff. If you have a highly coaching one, you're lucky. If you've had a, a highly pace-setting one, just think, well, what, what, what is the pace all about? Does it actually improve quality? No, it doesn't. So we'll cover three more types very soon. Um, do forward this on to your mates, do give us a review. Keep tuning in to Contact Centre Focus. Thank you. Thanks, guys. All the best.